Hey, Valdosta. This is Let's Talk Valdosta podcast, and I am Shara, and I'm joined here with my co-host, Marcus, and we have two amazing guests today, uh, Richard Hardy and Anthony Musgrove. Hi, guys. How are you all doing? Well, doing very good. It's a great day. It's Friday, so uh, looking forward to a good weekend. Headed out of town next week so for a uh, summit, so all is good. Same here. I'm glad it's Friday. I think we're all glad it's Friday because we didn't have much of a weekend last week. That's right. <laughs> right. So we want to um, first congratulate your department for Public Works, I believe, that uh, just won an award. And did you want to tell us about that award where you received um, the, the award in Jekyll Island a couple weeks ago? Sure. Um, we received the, uh, the award for uh, our transit system in, in Valdosta. And um, it has been a, a great uh, feature for the city to uh, add for the uh, our citizens to uh, utilize. It's been a a good economic compact. I mean, um, where uh, everyone can get to work that uh, might not have the ability. Maybe a car's broke down or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's been a real good tool. And and so much so that you all had to extend your hours because it's only been a year. We celebrated a year of the Valdosta on Demand transit system in April, but since then you've already seen an increase in the the desire for more transportation, more out extended hours, things of that nature. Can you guys expand on that? Yeah, and that's that was one of the uh, reasons for the decision to expand the hours. There were a great amount of uh, requests for service, you know, prior to six o'clock, six a.m. in the morning. So. Looking at all that data, working with uh, VIA, VIA's got a, a great database that highlights and uh, very uh, predictive on when some of the services will be uh, requested. So util- utilizing that data, uh, putting all that all of that information to account and um, uh, adding, you know, increasing the hours uh, uh, really is going to help the individuals that needs to need to get to work at, at early time in the morning. Now, in addition to um, increasing the hours, we also have more vehicles than we started out with. Um, and I guess talk a little bit about how that helps the riders, that, that there's more vehicles and there's more time for them to ride. Sure, yes. I mean, once again, you know, when we first started this, you know, we had no idea. Uh, we had some data, but it really didn't uh, depict what type of demand that was that we were going to service. So we were looking at uh, around 19,000 trips. I mean, that was annually. You know, we surpassed that the first year uh, with over 88,000 trips. So the demand is there, the need for transportation. So um, moving forward, looking forward, looking at the demand, uh, the request for a rise that uh, not available, you know, we had to do something. So. Um, you know, there was some funding that was available to, to help offset some of the costs. So uh, putting three more additional vehicles on the route uh, helped with that. However, the demand, you know, we put those vehicles there. However, that demand still uh, is has started to increase again. So, yeah. We started out with, what, six or seven <clears throat> vehicles? It was seven. It was seven, and we now have ten. Right. Is that correct? That's correct. And um, I guess, can you talk about how many rides, rides a day are we seeing? Well, just yesterday I pulled the numbers, and they completed 426 rides of yesterday. And 
since we've added those those additional vehicles, uh, it has increased probably 130 rides. Wow! Addition, wow. you know, uh, added. We were generating around three. Now it's it's uh it's a little over 400. Wow! That's awesome. And um, the uh, requested rides yesterday, we had like 948 requested rides. Wow! So out of you know that. Um, you, you see the need and uh, just kind of over the, this month from the beginning uh, the total re ride request is 17,893 yeah. so that's just you know everyone calling to request but we are I mean we're all limited everything's yeah. limited you can you know if, if there was a endless pot of money we could have enough vehicles to but, that's right but you know that's not the way the right. world works right I mean if we put 20 vehicles on the route you know the demand is going to increase and uh you know but we're trying to make sure that we can service the individuals that truly don't have transportation mm -hmm. that truly need to get to some of those uh specialized appointments whether it is to a job whether it's to a job interview doctors um, school things of that nature so we're not trying to uh, let individuals just park their car in their garage and, and provide them a, a means to go go to work but we're trying to uh, help the individuals that don't have a have, that definitely has a transportation need yeah that individual that has no vehicle whatsoever Absolutely. yeah you're not we're not trying to be new york subway system we're not <laughs> <laughs> um but you know we talk about that in um the majority of people if you look at the analytics and st statistics that i've seen are using these vehicles to get to work. And I mean, and that has to be a huge economic impact. I mean, I wish we could get somebody to do a study on that, but right. that has to be a huge economic impact right. for the city of Valdosta. Yes, and we, we uh, had a grad student uh, started working that, uh, you know, taking all that information, looking at all that they, what they call the uh, heat map, you know, where, you know, where the rides originating from, where the individuals, the end destination. So. Uh, that's a good point. We're going to look at that, uh, make sure we work with that student, and hopefully we get uh, some good data out of it. Now, um, w we won this award in Jekyll Island. Um, I'm sure we were up against some pretty stiff competition. Um, but uh, tell us <laughs> tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, getting a chance to receive that award and being awarded for this program that um, you guys have been so involved with over the last two years. Yeah, APWA, uh, this was a uh, APWA small city rural community uh, category. And and, it, and that's one of the things for transportation, that's one of the things it concentrated on, whether what type of project, whether it's um, an actual program that's dealing with uh, the transportation needs, an actual transit program, uh, highways. Uh, so yes, it was stiff competition, but you know, uh, Valdosta on demand, microtransit, something that's completely new, uh, something that's, um, I mean, the numbers itself, the impact uh, that it's making to the community, the other cities that are, are looking to do things uh, of this nature. You know, we, we were fortunate enough, uh, we had, uh, we had an article in the Reporter magazine that it did very well. A lot, it generated a lot of discussion. So, and a lot of interest from other cities of doing this the same thing, uh, based off of what type of service it, it provide. 
you know, a lot of individuals initially, you know, when we brought Valdosta on demand uh, to the city, you know, individuals looking at, hey, we want a, um, we want a fixed route. You know, we want the bus that individual knows the bus is going to show up at nine o'clock and it drives around throughout the city taking individuals to their destination. And that sounds great. However, if you look at this program, you call in, it's going to come within uh, a block or two of your residence, and it's going to take you pretty much a block or two of your destination versus you riding around town on a bus waiting to be dropped off at another destination that may not be exactly where you want to go. So, uh, you know, it's not Uber, definitely not Uber or those type of programs, but it, uh, it serves the needs of the city. But it's kind of a nice hybrid between the two. It, it, it is. is. Yeah. Um, and this award was the um, project of the year, correct? Mm -hmm. um, I guess what does it say to our, what are what does it say to our, I know we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, you and I, but what does it say to our citizens that you know we are awarded su such a prestigious award it's in a short time yeah in in the short period of time that we've had this program going on just a little bit of over a year yeah i mean it's telling us you know the citizens that the uh, the city is doing a lot of work they're listening to uh some of their desires uh, it tells them that their council uh the city manager the mayor you know that you know that we're trying to be as innovative as possible uh listening to their concerns listen to their needs and uh and responding accordingly. Did originally did you all expect this type of feedback or response from the community with this transit system, or is this more of you guys exceeded those expectations? To me, I would say yes. It's to me it exceeded everything that because it's an it was an unknown. Mm -hmm. uh, I had no idea. I've never seen this type of system before. Now that we've got it in and constantly constantly getting calls hey how can i sign up mm -hmm. i mean even when i was out with my wife it you know um after hours we'd eat you would hear people in the restaurants hey you know they would see the sign they would see the van hey i've got to get on that van mm -hmm. so the need and the desires there so um that was a, a great tool that we were able to put out there for everyone to utilize yeah i mean um uh I can tell you, anywhere that I'm at within the 35 uh, square miles of the city, uh, you see the vehicles. There's, I mean, you know, I arrived getting to work, you know, from 6 o'clock and leaving sometimes 6, 7, and you see the vehicles out on the road. So people are using it. There, There is a need for this type of service, and, and, and people are, they are definitely using it. The other thing that's really awesome is that um, with that with the plan, you also were very intentional about keeping the cost down for citizens. Can you talk about what made you guys decide to make it two dollars a ride? I mean, that's that's pretty much the going rate. You know, some of the other cities. So we looked at that uh, and compared it to what other cities was was charging. You know, based based on a uh, a, a round trip fare. Um, and you know this is a grant-funded uh, program, so we're not trying to. Uh, this is not a money maker at no means for the city. Mm -hmm. You know we're trying to provide individuals that need transportation um, at a a cost that they can afford uh, if they utilize it two, three, four, five times a week. Something so. 
in line with uh, with the city council, the mayor, uh, and the city manager looking at all those things, taking the feedback from VIA itself, you know, coming up with that cost construct on what what that, that what would the fare be, what would the fare box be? So um, that led to the to the cost. Now, VIA is the is the is the company that you know that provides the vehicles and the drivers and all that stuff that that is works with the city. Um, how did we find VIA? Well, we did a uh, request for qualifications. We sent it out, and we had uh, approximately I think it was four other uh, that submitted the request for qualifications. You know, after an uh, intense uh, review of the package by the um, the uh, transit committee, you know, interviewing them. Uh, I think we had about seven individuals on the committee and looking over the packages, we made the decision and, uh, uh, and it was, and it has been ever since a very good decision. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I've heard nothing but positive feedback from people who've talked to me about the drivers and the vans and all of that stuff that they're they're clean, the drivers are good people and you know every so often I have somebody call my office like okay how do how do we get a job with them I was like you got to contact me because <laughs> right. guys I don't think people understand the separation there that right. the, that their contract their third party contractor right. did it through for the city but yeah it, so I've heard nothing but positive feedback mm -hmm. from people who have um, who have used the service right. and we get some of the same uh, feedback about is it, is it really the city uh, vehicles or the yes it is you know we're uh, turnkey operation that we contracted out to a third party you know they provide all the drought drivers they have on-site uh, a fleet manager uh, they use local uh, companies to service the vehicles and we hire throughout the local community well they hire throughout the local community for their drivers yeah and I, I know one of the most positive things that are the one of the biggest contributions that we have in that relationship with VIA is the analytics they give you. And uh, can you talk about where these drive, where these rides are occurring and, and where people are going? It's all over the city, though. I mean, I think people would sometimes people would think about it. It's only happening in one area. But I, I see these vehicles everywhere. Mm -hmm. It is um, <laughs> a lot of them like just to the uh, local grocery store uh sums to uh the schools uh whether it be uh vsu or valtech uh doctor's offices i mean it's not just like centralized in one area like to the mall which the mall does get a lot where you know people can go and get their clothes or whatever they need um it's the map is it's everywhere there's it looks like the blood veins <laughs> i mean they're everywhere yeah it's, so, it's so not, that needs not not centralized. Right. It's it's the entire city that there are people that live all over the city that right. need this service. Right. And um, one thing that I saw from the map uh, that kind of blew my mind when we were looking at it is uh, the uh, request. Um, there was people in Florida requesting. I don't know if they were looking to move here and mm -hmm. you know needing that. So um, even some in Alabama. Wow. Uh, so. It says a lot. It, it, it does, because uh, look how far away that is. Mm -hmm. And um, so the word's getting out. And it's, I had uh, just 
uh, finished some training and uh, with some other cities and everything. And uh, I know some other cities was looking at doing this program mm -hmm. and they were looking that they were, uh, they had the fixed bus route and they said, well, you know, we're looking at driving this bus. Someone's just driving and nobody's riding it. And, you know, we're looking at the cost there and the fuel and all of that. Maintenance of the vehicle. Maintenance and all of that. And so they were looking at maybe going to this form of, uh, you know, transit. Well, I know I was at a conference in Columbus a couple of weeks ago, and that I got I received a lot of questions about the transit and how they could implement it in cities that I thought may have already had something in place, right. um, bigger cities. So I think it's but also is definitely set, setting a trend that mm -hmm. people are looking at mimicking, which is a good thing. That's right. I mean, yes. Um, the looking back at the award, uh, pulling the da data, you mentioned the um, the statistics, the data that VIA uh, provides on who's using it, where they're going. They do a very good job of that, also. And I'm not mistaken, it's, it's over 50 percent of individuals, 48% uh, that's you know, for jobs, you know, then it breaks it down to school, uh, medical. So they have all that, all those the metrics that you need to make decisions off of it, you know, uh, the average ride, uh, the average time they sit waiting on the individuals that book the ride. Anything that you can imagine, uh, if they're not uh, collecting it, and if you need it, they can do it. So to drive to make it and to make the process a whole lot better yeah and i know we were talking about uh, the metrics and everything and just this month we have had a total of 7,669 completed rides that's just a lot in august just in august wow. that was of yesterday yeah i i remember that um the regional commission not long after i i started here years ago they did a, a pilot program, and those numbers were like nowhere near what we're actually getting. And I don't know if the difference was because people didn't know about the pilot program or what, but you know, don't now we appreciate all the information that they can give us. Yeah. But it it wasn't what we expected once this program started. Right. Right, and that's what I was, I was uh, stating earlier. We got a lot of data from that, and, and that was a good source. But you know, you really, we really didn't get the demand until it was out there. And uh, of course, you know, the cost uh, play, uh, plays a big role. The availability plays a big role. And you know, they just have, you know, very good, clean, clean vehicles. They're, I mean, they're in good shape, um, and it's not like a normal, normal public transportation i mean it is it is more like a, if you think about it you use your app you pick up the phone you walk to your virtual stop and your transportation is there you get dropped off at another virtual stop you reschedule and to go anywhere else you want within the confines of the uh, the city of valdosta so uh, very good service mm -hmm. is there anything else you would like to add about the valdosta on demand transit and what that means to the community? Uh, we're just going to try to continue um, giving everybody the uh, availability there to uh, get a ride. Yeah, and as we, you know, like I said, as we move forward, as we plan to look at what we 
what we're doing today. How can we make it better? Um, you know, we like feedback. Uh, there's no such thing as bad feedback. You know, we use feedback to make decisions. So, um, and we'll take that feedback and um, uh, take a look at it and see how we can make it better for our citizens. Yeah, and for, for anybody that's listening and that needs to needs to use the Valdosta On Demand service, they can down, download the app at the App Store or um, or Google Play. Mm -hmm. um, download it right to your phone and schedule your, your ride or do it on demand, which is what we that's, prefer to you to do. That's and, right. Um, and those rides are, are, are available for you. Um, what yeah. time? 5.30 to? To 9 at night. 5.30 to 9, Monday through Friday. Right. Right. And that's the thing. I mean, you know, we get requests. Um, why don't we do it on the weekends? Why don't we do it after 9? And, you know, the things, you know, when you look at it, there's a um, increased opportunity. There's a more availability, more access to people if they need rides, whether it's from family members throughout the weekends or after 9 that they may not have during the day. And, you know, we take, uh, you know, very very hard look at you know when do we need to provide transportation and, and and that's the thing when is it more likely that an individual cannot get transportation and those are hours that we came up with okay now um and i know we've talked a lot about um about i still on the man here but also at the APWA, we, we had an Employee of the Year award. I'd like you to give give him a chance to give y'all a chance to brag on, <laughs> on Gary there a little bit. Right. We've had uh, one of our employees through the uh, right away division. Uh, he got nominated for Employee of the Year for outstanding service uh, throughout um, his uh, career here. Uh, he does a phenomenal job of keeping downtown uh, neat and clean and tidy. Uh, a lot of times, uh, everyone, like around certain seasonal times, you see the Christmas uh, decorations and everything like that. Well, Gary's the he's the man. Yeah, Gary Turner. <laughs> yes, Gary Turner. He gets everything in place and uh, gets it all ready and uh, makes sure that everything is um, put up correctly and uh, for everyone to enjoy. Yeah, I mean, you know, the city has some great employees. You know, we, there's a lot of more more employees that could win these awards. Uh, you know, Greg, uh, Gary just, you know, we had individuals, the uh, the business owners downtown, I mean, they made it easy, you know, when we asked uh, about Gary. So a lot of their information on what he, what, uh, what he provided every day to their services helped write their work, uh, write their award. The information that we got from Main Street, uh, that were, uh, Gary, you know, firsthand did a lot of work keeping downtown on point. So Gary's done a lot of great things, and by doing that, um, the uh, citizens downtown really appreciate him maintaining and keeping the area presented presentable. Well, thanks again, Anthony and um, Richard Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> for the time I know you guys are both very busy and we are honored to have you guys here on the podcast and continue the great work and leadership that you both provide to our community thanks for having us yes yes let's talk Valdosta is a presentation of the city of Valdosta's communications team you can download this episode and previous episodes on Spotify and Apple podcasts follow the city of Valdosta's social media accounts to learn about future episodes